Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking about uh, Yogi Shardinomarni, VP of Solutions at Thousand Eyes. How are you going, Yogi? I'm very well. Thank you so much, Ronan, for having me on the on this talk. No problem. Now, first of all, tell me what do Thousand Eyes do? So, Thousand Eyes like a it's a, like a Google Map for the internet. Thousand Eyes was built to empower customers to see the internet like it was their own environment. Think about you know when you go on the road and you want to go to a destination, you don't use like a you know like paper map. Yeah. You really use your GPS that's going to take you there. It's exactly the same thing with Thousand Eyes. What we provide is a GPS, is a Google Maps that gives you the full visibility in order to connect to the applications to the cloud and tells you what is the different part you're going to take uh, to on the internet uh, to connect where you want to connect to, and we'll tell you where the bottlenecks are, where the congestion is happening, where the traffic jams are happening, if you will, and as a result, makes you much more effective in connecting to the business applications and also other type of applications on the internet. So basically, you can tell some, the, there's five ways to connect a certain app, and they, they can tell them which way is going to be the safest and quickest. Exactly. And we can also, because you see the internet as well keeps on changing all the time because traffic loads keep on uh, moving from one circuit to another one. ISPs adding more capacity. There are different changes that are happening. Like like on roads, you've got road work on internet as well. Sometimes you've got ISPs that are doing maintenance. So being able to give you this full visibility, you can decide uh, that my, my traffic is going on the right path and this is the right section to take. Right? There's a bottleneck. I know exactly why it is. So I can make the decision to change the path to get to my application by uh, routing my traffic in a different way. And I guess now during this pandemic, you find a lot more traffic on the net as well. Yeah, you know, it's been very, very interesting uh, about what's happened uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, with the crisis. Uh, multiple um, data points have been provided. So first of all, from different service providers, uh, Vodafone reported that they saw 50% additional traffic in the month of March and April. 50%. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. Uh, Verizon reported 20% of increase and Orange 35% of increase. Uh, what's been interesting is that everybody had to work from home, uh, including students as well, including children, including families and, uh, and workers. And had to rely more and more on the internet to connect to their business applications, and this indeed did result in much more traffic uh, going going across. Uh, but what is also interesting about some research we did at Thousand Eyes is that what we found is that the two big trends uh, that we, we identified. The first one is that the number of outages on the internet increased by ninety percent between March and February. Ninety mm-hmm. percent. And uh, 80% of those outages were attributed to telecom providers or ISPs, if you will. So, you know, when, when we started to look a bit more into this data, we were really puzzled and really interested. And we said, you know, when there is a big change of traffic load happening on the Internet, this is not really anything new. Because if you think about Christmas holidays and the New Year's every year, we, we typically all spend time with family, we all go travel, we all do different things. So the traffic goes down, but then when we come back in, in January, the traffic starts to load, and that's when we see a um, lot of, uh, of uh, outages and a lot of increases and, and, and the big shift of traffic patterns. But 
Contrary to what happened in the last months during Christmas and the New Year's, it's only going to be a select portions of workforce that go away. Everything doesn't completely, offices don't completely shut down and, you know, there's still work which is being done. So by, by seeing this big shift, it was very, very interesting to see these numbers and these number of outages increasing tremendously. But I guess basically with the pandemic, they've got, that's got worse because you've got much more traffic on there. Yes, but the outages were not really related to lack of capacity. I think they were related mainly on the telecom providers, on the ISPs, because they had to make some changes to accommodate the, the, the shift of the traffic. Yeah. Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you a couple of examples, which I found really, really interesting. The first one is in the month of April, Virgin Media experienced a widespread intermittent outages of 15 minutes. So anybody who was using the broadband through Virgin Media uh, were able to connect, not connect, connect, not connect. So that was uh, having in a very intermittent way. And, uh, and we had actually observed that while it was happening at Thousand Eyes. Yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, last week, Virgin Media reported another outage as well. So, and this is happening because of all these different traffic pattern changes that are occurring and that are having a big impact on this infrastructure. And as they need to uh, adapt and accommodate it, it's much more structural in terms of how do I get the traffic on the other circuits and on the underlings. Another example, which I found really interesting as well, again, back in April, was uh, Tata Communication, which is a very large service provider on the internet. That an outage which affected infrastructures in the UK, France, Germany, and uh, basically at around 11 UK time, which is right in the middle or right, you know, yeah. at the center of a business day, uh, users couldn't connect to services like Amazon, ServiceNow, and Oracle Cloud. And that's the other learning for us uh, from what we've seen is outages have been happening. They've been growing in terms of numbers and in terms of, you know, the, the percentage-wise, etc. But also they've been having, they've been happening much more longer and happening as well during working hours and this has been mostly in Europe, not that much in the U.S. Yeah. and in Asia. Well, I was one of the ones that was caught by the Virgin Media one about two, two or so weeks ago. And I was lucky it was the day I wasn't doing any, any podcasts. I had to use my mobile phone <laughs> as a hotspot to be able to go online. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's the good thing about resiliency. But um, but indeed, you know, all these different uh, uh, outages, I think nobody was really um, prepared for this work from home initiatives. And, and as a result, had to adapt very, very quickly to this big change. But something else which has been making me, uh, me think about is as all the different ISPs that basically make the internet, because when you go to, to Virgin Media, Virgin Media will connect to another service provider that finally, and to other ones, yeah. finally will take you to the destination. But basically what it tells us is that it's got a systematic impact um, into, into all these different interconnected world. And what I mean by that is that once one of the service providers gets impacted, uh, another one could be impacted as well because the traffic gets automatically routed to another service provider and as a result has to take the load which another one couldn't take and and it reminds me a bit of uh, uh, of you know the financial crisis where we saw that the financial world was very much interconnected and was very systematic and um, and it's a bit the same on the internet as well everybody is so interconnected with each other uh, that it's important to to understand that it 
you know, we, we need to, the traffic is not only going to one ISP, but through multiple ISPs. But during, um, during the crisis, we didn't see major outages. We just saw intermittent outages locally and in various different regions, as I mentioned, with a couple of examples. So mm-hmm. the internet did hold up pretty well. And um, something, you know, for you, Ronan, Ireland actually fed very, very well. Um, yeah. At Thousand Ice, we didn't observe any outage within uh, the different service providers in Ireland. I believe it's most probably due to the sophistication in the country's telecom providers. Yeah. So Ireland did a very good job. Well, I think we were lucky because uh, I think from from people knew there was going to be a lockdown coming along, they were getting ready for it and prepared for it. Some, well, most companies were prepared for this and knew basically we're going to have to go to lockdown. We had infrastructure in place, which was lucky, so we were able to, to do we good broadband as mm. well. But those who are using virtual media now and again, as you said before, how do you got outage here and there, but that's that's by the side. That's not really important because if you like me, you could use your phones or hotspots to to get rid of that issue, you're fine. And I find as well that a lot of businesses in Ireland, they, they were trying to work like a contingency plan. If we're going on to use certain apps, if one way doesn't work to get that app, can we go on to there another way? Like using you guys to find out which ways can we use to communicate with our apps and get onto them? And if one link isn't going to work or we, we feel the coping issue because too many users, can we go in there another way? And that's exactly the, the, the right approach, right? Which is to be able to get that visibility, to be able to get that map in terms of being, to find the best optimum route to get to where you want to get to, which at the end of the day is to connect to the app. And that's the the, the beauty of the internet, which is highly interconnected, but different roads to get to your destination. But finding the best road is is something that that we are very passionate about and um, the best route. And and that's really what we do at Thousand Eyes. Yeah, sometimes you might find that the longest route could be the best route. Because it's so long to get there, and then many many are going to be using that route. So let's try to be get an outage. Indeed, indeed, and you know, it, and the internet is very complex as well. So, uh, so being able to get that view dynamically and be able to understand that view, I think, is, is fundamental as well. And what do you think is the future of, of the internet going to look like? I think you know the, the multiple things that that we've seen. Right, remote working is definitely been very much used by everybody because we were all forced to to look at it. Uh, there is an increasing consensus that uh, many economies and countries will, will open back, but many of the employees are not going to go back to the office at the yeah. same rate and scale as before the pandemic. I think uh, I think many, many employees as well who started to work from home were able to understand that they were able to get a bit more time in their life. They were able to save some time with the commute, spend a bit more time with their family, and therefore could marry or rather could balance their personal life and also their professional lives. I think that is also one of this fundamental change which is coming in. Um, the other learning as well with remote working is that in many countries before before the crisis happened, uh, we were told, you know, you can't really work from home. Uh, you know, like uh, in the banking sector and in other, in other type of verticals. But now we were forced to do it and, you know, we've made it happen. So we were really able to adapt and, and be able to, to figure it out I, so I think that's one of the key learning, which is, um, you know, remote working is going to happen much more. I know you, you've you been working from home for a long time, me, me too. And, you know, I kind of travel to meet with different clients and so on. And you can get a lot of things done. 
but there are certain verticals where you can't be able to work remotely you know like if you're going to be working in a factory you can bring the factory at home you'll have to go to the factory and be able to do the job over there so i think we're going to see a bit of mix and we learn over the time but definitely remote working is becoming more and more accepted and more and more used and appreciated with uh, with what it provides from a personal standpoint and from a professional standpoint the other thing as well that i think we've learned is uh, the dependency we've got on the internet If we didn't have the internet during the lockdown, I think many businesses wouldn't have been able to stay resilient. Yeah. Um, many call centers, many providers, even banking, right? We discussed, you know, had to reinvent the way that they were connecting with their customers and their clients by by working from home. And and the only way you can really do this is to use the internet you had at home. Uh, the same as well, a bit more on the personal front. You know, I have I've got two teenagers uh, at home, and um, they couldn't go to school anymore. And obviously. They had their online classes, and through the internet, they were able to continue their year in education in some way or form. Uh, and and I think that was really important. So our dependency on the internet and the cloud providers has become very very clear, and is going to continue to grow. Uh, you know, as uh, as uh, as business continue to grow as well, right? And, and continue to leverage those. Um, so it's become really, really critical, and I think business need to factor into into their roadmap or into their blueprints, if you will, that architectures will require to take into account the resiliency uh, that is needed on top of the internet. Yeah, I'm thinking this is 20 years ago. The technology we're using now wasn't around then, and what was around cost a lot of money. So an average laptop wasn't cheap as it is now. And uh, you didn't have a mobile device, so you couldn't use your phone or tablet to check your email properly. Well, unless you had some, something, uh, unless you had certain, mo- like, like BlackBerry phones could do that. But they had limited what they could do with, with the emails. But now you've got an email you can get in your phone, you can go and you can log in, you can do... I was earlier doing a Zoom call on, 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 my, uh, on, on my phone. The laptop was turned off. So the things you can do, you couldn't, you can do now, you couldn't do 20 years ago. So I guess technology has made it easier for businesses all around to cope with it. Yeah, and you know, to your point, you know, if I think about my first experience or my first uh, connection to the internet was uh, with a modem, which was 33.6 kilobit per second. I don't know if you remember those days. I do. But uh, that's when I got fascinated with the internet. I was connected. It was a memorable experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, in those days, Internet Explorer and Chrome didn't exist. It was Archie. Uh, I think it was one of the first uh, browsers around the world. Um, and... Um, and when I got 56 kilobit per second upgrade, woohoo, that was really fast. I think today, you know, it is expected that no matter where you are in the world, you will have connectivity, you will get access to the applications. And and with that expectation, which has even increased furthermore working from home, it's, uh, it, is, uh, it is interesting to see how the technology has adapted to really enable us to be able to to continue doing what we want to do as as businesses and continue as well communicating with each other in much more efficient ways. Because I remember using Netscape as my first browser, <laughs> and that's that's and then Mozilla. And when I'm looking back at using those, at the time it looked cutting edge, but looking back now it wasn't. And what I thought was fast then isn't fast now because considering what I'm doing now, how fast I can, I can like, use my iPhone to go and look up things whereas 25 years ago I was doing that on maybe a 486 computer that shows how old, old I was <laughs> likewise likewise from my side as well but you know it's it's important to appreciate 
how technology has evolved and how quickly it has evolved and how easier it has become for for everyone to to be connected yeah. and uh, and i think this also relates a bit more to the human nature we like to be connected with each other uh, no matter what uh, what happens and communicate and exchange share and so on and and the the growth in technology and the evolution of the technology and the innovations have clearly you know helped us uh, helped us to get there yeah and i guess at times we need a push to uh, accepting technology and this pandemic has given us given us a push to show that, that uh, we can do this yeah we can definitely do this and you know there's a lot of uh, uh, things uh, to to take away from it. Hey, by the way, which I wanted to share something as well. You know, uh, something that we looked at Thousand Eyes is what are the different recommendation and advice you know we could give uh, with you know what we've learned and what we've been observing through the different research. Uh, for me, it is really four key steps. The first one is I think everybody appreciates that. Uh, uh, and it was very difficult to be prepared for what was happening. And, and I think now what we learn is we need to be prepared. We need to have data to help us to understand what we need to, uh, you know, like having the map and having a real-time map, uh, uh, like the Google Maps of the Internet, so you can actually have real good information that will help you to, to decide if you've got the right resilience and if you've got the right level of interconnectivity and we can get to the, to the application. The second one as well in terms of recommendation that, that we, I think is really relevant is the fact that we are really dependent on third-party services. We are dependent on ISPs. We are dependent as well on cloud providers, uh, Microsoft, et cetera, et cetera. And being able to uh, understand what are these interconnectivity between those different providers and being able to uh, get uh, being able to share, you know, the visibility end to end, I think I think that's also one of the key key element. And then um, the third one is collaboration. I think you know we can really solve outages and different problems if we collaborate effectively between each other yeah. and uh, help provide the insights and, and get to the bottom together about different problems that occurs and, and fixing where it's important. And and finally. You know, all geographies are, are not the same. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, Ireland fed very, very well. Uh, but, you know, other geographies didn't do as well. And I think it's important to understand how the connectivity is in different parts of the world um, because you may not have um, the same level of fiber connectivity or other type of circuits in all the different countries. Yeah. And being able to get that, that understanding and, you know, that uh, insight I think it's something which is important because getting the insight helps you to make the right decision. Yeah, because I guess right, right, right now I'm lucky that I'm, I'm in a country that's got great great connectivity, but I know parts of Ireland hasn't got great connectivity. But that's but that's that's thing there right now where they're dealing with. But imagine if you're somewhere uh, like India or somewhere where there's where there's a huge country and large parts where don't have full connectivity. How do they get around it? They use technology in different ways. Like I know that, in, in, for example, in Africa, they do mobile banking on dumb phones. Yeah. Which is something that we can't uh, think can be done. Uh, and that thing also, you know, there's some infrastructure which is being uh, which is being built as well, right? With uh, with different balloons yeah. that are being interconnected and providing ISP can uh, providing internet connectivity rather to uh, in regions which are very difficult to, to build infrastructure or yeah. where infrastructure has not yet been at the level that the same in Western countries. 
Yeah, and I think that to me is a good thing because internet is a force of good because years ago, I remember in Australia, they used to have uh, people living in the middle of nowhere and they'd, be, they'd actually have lessons via CB radio and talk to the teachers and do homework. <laughs> now we can do it via Zoom and, and, other, and Skype and other things, which is great, and Teams. Yeah, and uh, you can get to share, you know, some of the content as well on the screen and uh, and really collaborate, like, on a whiteboard as if you'd be in a class. Yeah, because imagine uh, if you're in a class and you never knew who your teacher or how your fellow students looked like. Now you can, which is great. <laughs> which is great, which makes it much more personal and uh, and makes it much more effective, indeed. Yeah. And uh, before we go, I know that Thousand Eyes recently got acquired by Cisco for for one billion. That must be good for you guys having having them see you have faith in what you guys do. Um, indeed, you know Cisco announced uh, the intention to to acquire Thousand Eyes. Yeah, I've been I've been talking to various clients and partners uh, about uh, about this announcement, and the feedback I've been getting is that they're very very excited. Uh, and they're very excited because by getting Cisco's strength in network and application performance and coupling this with the visibility that we can provide on the internet and also on corporate networks, uh, it's really going to help them to uh, build a world-class uh, architecture that's going to deliver applications and services over the internet in a very efficient way. So, you know, what I've seen is, what I've heard from, from various clients and partners, again, it's a lot of excitement, and they're really looking forward to be able to benefit from those insights, which integrate into a broader architecture and into a broader framework. And, and I think there's a lot to see from, uh, from this, which will be upcoming. And also, because there's such a well-known name, it's easy for them to to sell to sell you guys around as well and give you and broadcast what you guys do. Exactly, exactly. I think there's a lot of uh, synergies yeah. that uh, that that will that will occur from there. Exactly. And then before I finish, is there anything else you want to add the podcast, or you think you've said enough? No, definitely. You know what I'd like to uh, what I'd like to do. I would definitely like to encourage you know our uh, our audience to uh, go and check out by themselves the the like the Google map of the internet on the Thousand Eyes portal. Uh, you can see it in real time where the different outages are occurring. We also produce a lot of research around the different cloud providers and how they. Uh, how the connectivity occurs when you go from one country to a region in AWS, in GCP, and and so on. And I think that would definitely be something which would be very, very relevant, uh, you know, to, uh, to our uh, yeah, and uh, listeners. And finally, uh, you know, something that we've taken on is uh, recently, you know, with, uh, with the lockdown is providing a weekly update on how the Internet is doing. And uh, this is done through a, uh, through a blog on our side and, and a small little video recording as well on YouTube. I uh, would encourage everybody to, to have a, a look because it's fascinating to see how the Internet evolves week after week. We believe, you know, it's a big stable system, but it's actually much more complex. And there's so many changes that are occurring. And, and to see the level of interconnection is, is absolutely, uh, uh, you know, it's really, really helpful to, to get those insights. All right, thanks very much, Yoki, and have a great day. Thank you very much, Ronald. Really Thank appreciate you. to be on the call. Thank, Thank you, you. Bye. Bye.